You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Well, welcome to this inaugural episode of Around the King's Table, where today we want to take a shallow dive into the purpose of this podcast. But before we do that, let's do some quick introductions, starting with you. Well, I, <laughs> I can't am see you. George yeah. Marshall. I'm one of the elders here at the Mount. Uh, if you don't already know me, hi. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I like to study languages. Um, I have a wife and three kids. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this time where we get to dialogue and uh, just dive into the Bible a little bit and talk about it. So, and where are you from, George? I am from Alaska originally, but I've been here so long at this point that it's kind of sad to say that. The only person I've ever met from Alaska. Is it okay? I've asked you this before, but I'll ask it again. Is it okay if we call you the Alaskan assassin because of your theolog- theological precision on, on everything? Well, you can call me the Alaskan assassin for a lot of things. Probably not that specific one, but but yeah. Good. And I'm Brian Mann. I am a member here at the Mount. I also have the great privilege of serving this church as an elder. I am married to Jenny. I have four children, Luke, Kate, Lydia, and Coley. And uh, just a blessing to be able to do this as another arm of the discipleship of our local church. Yeah. We also have someone else with us. He is the mastermind behind the entire thing. Nathan Johnson, pastoral assistant at the Mount Church. And again, the mastermind behind the whole thing. He, he keeps it going here. All right. <laughs> All right. So first question here as we, we dive into things. Why another podcast? Right there's there's millions of podcasts sure. I would imagine. So why add another one to all the many that are out there? Sure, uh, I mean there's there are there are a lot of podcasts out there, um, even a lot of theological and biblical podcasts. But there isn't a podcast that really where we can speak into and converse dialogue with the lives of this local body. Um, so it's more than just, yeah, it's more than just us ruminating. It's us really learning from each other and building each other up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a unique way, I think also for our membership in particular to get to know us a little bit as pastors. Yeah. Um, a lot of things that you'll hear in this podcast are, are things that uh, we've probably been in dialogue about with members in the congregation as well. These are things sure. that our, our church in particular is interested in discussing. I would also say uh, that we want to be redeeming the airwaves. Uh, right. There's all kinds of, you know, the social media is just ripe with all kinds of things that are unbiblical uh, in, in nature. And so we want to be able to redeem those and put biblical content uh, out there for our church in particular and for believers everywhere. And then I think also, too, we want to be redeeming the time. Uh, this is convenient discipleship. We've talked a lot here about ways to uh, disciple our membership in simple ways. Right. And so one of those is just to have something like this where we can, again, 
uh, discuss things that are going on in the minds and in the hearts of, of our people and disciple them in this way. People like to run, walk, you know, whatever. But as they're doing Absolutely. it, you know, driving to work, they, they want to be listening to, to something. So we want to give them something to listen to that'll be edifying for them. So that's why another podcast. Why this podcast? Why uh, Around the King's Table? That's what we've titled it. Why have we done that? Well, I mean, it, what you really have is a place to just feast on God's word, really to, to, to tuck in, to find our spiritual energy and strength around, around the Bible, around what God has provided for us to actually grow. Uh, he didn't provide a, a lot of you know, random things. He provided a Bible that we could really dive down deep into. And then pairing that with the, the whole idea of this dialogue as he provided us a body with which to experience his word in conversation with. So we get body, we get Bible, and we bring them together under Jesus's power to, to really speak into our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first thing that I thought, I think actually the the title uh, came to mind from uh, really just a, a biblical theology of uh, enemies being invited by the grace of God That's cool. to his table, you know, a table of, of fellowship, a place of knowing him and, uh, and being grown and fed and nourished uh, by his word in particular. And, and so I'm thinking of like second Samuel chapter nine with Psalm David. Yes. And, and Mephibosheth there, Psalm 23, revelation 19 at the very, towards the very end of the Bible Absolutely. Uh, with the marriage supper of, of the lamb again. So there is very is it gospel-y? Is mm-hmm. gospel-y a word? It's not, but we'll uh, go with it. <laughs> in the sense, in the sense that, uh, again, we have a king who has mercifully invited his enemies to come and dine with him. And in the case of, of Jesus, uh, invited us to, to come and dine with him forever and, uh, and to be nourished again by the truth about, about him, what we call the gospel. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we, we've made the subtitle really the purpose of the podcast. It goes like this, Biblical Dialogue for Building Disciples of Jesus. So very broadly, that's our goal, Bil- Biblical Dialogue for Building Disciples of Jesus. And so we just want to take a moment to, to break that down for everybody. Uh, why specifically Biblical Dialogue? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually jump just a little bit and modify the stress for just a moment Go and talk it. about <laughs> biblical dialogue because you know we it. we have a scripture that is uh, essentially it's god dialoguing with us it's mm-hmm. not just a list of rules it's not just a list of commands it's not leaders saying do this it's mm-hmm. it's not people just i have to bow under pressure it's a dialogue it's mm-hmm. god speaking to abraham it's god speaking to noah and david speaking to ezekiel uh, speaking to Mark and Barnabas and Onesimus, John. So whether the person is you know, sort of a background character, whether they're somebody who is you know, right up front sharing the gospel, you know, God is dialoguing with them. And as he dialogues with them, he dialogues with us. And so we're invited into that biblical dialogue. Uh, that's it. That's, that's why we want to focus on biblical dialogue, because that's what God has really provided for us to grow. Um, mm-hmm. He wants us to dig down into the word and grow closer to him through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And emphasizing dialogue as well. I mean, there, there should be a kind of uh, dialogue that characterizes believers. 
Mm-hmm. So we were uh, in Ephesians 5 a couple of weeks ago uh, in corporate worship, and uh, we came across a verse there, Ephesians 5, verse 4, right around there, where Paul is saying that unbelievers are noted as having a certain kind of conversation, right. crude <clears throat> joking, these kinds of things. The flip side of that is that then Christians, he's saying, yeah, you should not be characterized by the same speech exactly. and discussion and dialogue that might characterize an unbeliever. Uh, you should have distinctly Christian, or we might say biblical dialogue uh, going on there. And so like the very the, the, the opposite, the contrast to that is a little bit earlier in Ephesians where Paul saying, speak the truth in love. love. Yeah, mm-hmm. so speak the truth. So we're to be consumed with the truth. We're to do it in a way that's really charitable and, and gracious towards towards one another and, of course, towards those who are uh, unbelievers outside of uh, the, the, the church. So we see like a, a passage as well, like in um, Luke chapter 6, uh, verse 45, where Jesus uh, makes a connection for us between our hearts Mm-hmm. And our mouths too, and so Absolutely. another reason, I guess, we could say that it's important for Christians to be having biblical dialogue, is that hopefully that indicates it's indicative of a identity biblical, coming right, out. In, that's right, the Word of God yeah. being richly dwelling within our Absolutely. hearts. So, so there's that aspect of it too that we're to be set apart, we're to be distinct from the world in the things that characterize our speech. And something else I thought about <clears throat> was. You know, I feel like this should be natural for Christians. This kind of discussion, sure. biblical discussion should be natural for Christians. But in my experience, it's often quite unnatural. Off-putting. Right. For Christians to, to have this kind of this kind of dialogue, uh, to be discussing what God's taught us in our devotional sure. times. Uh, maybe what we've heard in, in sermons, uh, maybe what we've read in a good Christian book. Uh, to be sharing our lives with one another with biblical wisdom, but also with biblical wealth and from a biblical worldview. And uh, I mean, where do you, I mean, do you see that as being the case uh, when it comes to just our, absolutely our dialogue in general? Yeah. I I definitely see people just struggling to take what they're learning in their own private quiet times, Mm -hmm. which can be quite rich but then to turn that over to where they're they're you know talking to brother and sister in Christ and going you know this is where I am this is where I'm you know succeeding in following Christ this is where I'm failing in following Christ we seem to put up barriers and and don't have that dialogue we don't you know yeah. grow in that one on one sort of way very often hmm. yeah and, and to that point I, I mean I just think of the early church right right after Christ has ascended. Peter's given his his great sermon there. Three thousand people have have come to faith in Christ yep. under the preaching of that of that message. And then the first thing that we see there is is that these people who have believed the gospel are coming together in homes around tables, absolutely, and they're devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and and the prayers breaking bread, and breaking prayer. bread and all these kinds of things. And th- and in that way, uh, there was a there was. You know, other people, unbelievers around them were, were taking notice and they also were being drawn to Christ. They were mm-hmm. coming to faith in Christ. And so there was a, a missional impulse in, in all of that as well. But I think it's it's interesting there that it seems like in the early church, they are making a habit of gathering together to have Absolutely. biblical dialogue. dialogue, which again mm-hmm. is something that today 
it seems like we just don't do as much of that or that we're more uncomfortable with that well, for whatever reason. Yeah, it's a, it's a private faith. It's right. A, That's right. And so one of the, again, one of the things that we're wanting to do with the podcast is we're having a biblical uh, dialogue with one another is that we're, we're hoping that there's going to be uh, encouragement in this for our members and for other believers as well. Exactly. Uh, to be doing the same things. And so it's kind of like just a drop in the water where it sort of ripples out from there and eventually overtakes the whole Absolutely. the whole pond or the and, whole flock. And it's also a good way for us to hear what's going on in their lives because it's not yeah. just it's not just us talking, it's yeah. them getting to interact too. So we get to hear, you know, what, what is God teaching them? You mm-hmm. know, what is he how is he using them to build up the rest of the body as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one other thing just on this this particular point is uh, we, we talked a, a couple of weeks ago, I think, about uh, opening up the mail, the, Paul's stewardship right. um, towards uh, the the church was to to preach the word of God fully to them. It mm-hmm. was to it was to proclaim Jesus Christ to them. And um, we talked about how I think it was in Pit, Pitch Perfect 3. You have this gal, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we have this girl who, um, you know, she is is living. I think it's in Manhattan or something like that, and she uh, is uh, doesn't know that she has a hundred and eighty million dollars in a bank account somewhere uh, because she has not opened up her mail. She's been negligent to do that, right. and and similarly, we also as believers. Uh, can tend to not open up our mail. A lot of our struggles, I think, as believers is simply we just don't know the wealth that we have in Christ. Sure. And so the more that we can be trained to have biblical dialogue with one another as a, as the body of Christ, uh, the more likely it is that someone somewhere along the way is going to open up the mail and help, right. help someone else to remember Absolutely. Uh, that Christ is wonderful. Wonderful, powerful, present. That's right. Everything for us, yeah. all sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was why specifically biblical dialogue. Why specifically building disciples? Sure. Uh, I mean, so let's kind of go back to the dialogue bit. So we're yeah. dialoguing in scripture with God. Yep. He moves that on to us dialoguing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we kind of talked a lot about identity and who we are in Christ and finding that, you know, deep core of Christ is all in all. Um, and as we move forward with that, we're not supposed to just keep it in. We are supposed to share that. We're supposed to build together as a body. Um, and so, yeah, it's we remind one another. We dialogue with one another. Um, that makes all of us better disciples. We're not only just meant to grow in our own faith. We're supposed to be helping build other people in their faith. I um, mean, specifically those in our local body. Um, if we're constantly, you know, if, if the only approach we have to scripture and the only approach we have to faith happens in our home, that's great. Um, but hopefully, Lord willing, we are actually extending it beyond that, you know, that, that home base mm-hmm. um, to really interact with a body that Christ made us a part of. Like he fitted us perfectly into that particular body so that not only would we grow, it would grow. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as I was thinking on that the last uh, couple of days, uh, it seems that 
Jesus himself goes beyond just making disciples. Right. In Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20, the, the famous uh, Great Commission passage, he goes on to say that we should not only make them, but as part of making them, that we should baptize them and then Teaching them. begin to teach them everything that he, is, he has commanded us. And uh, so it seems like he's going beyond just merely making disciples to building those disciples up. Uh, you may remember again, uh, same same uh, sermon as the uh, opening the mail illustration there in Colossians 1, uh, 28, uh, we find the Apostle Paul saying, Him we proclaim, uh-huh. uh, warning everyone and teaching everyone so that we may present everyone mature sure. in Christ. And so again, uh, Paul's not content with people making decisions for Christ and then just sort of you know, going their own way or falling off the map or being neglected. Right. He's saying, no, everyone, I'm warning everyone, teaching everyone so that everyone is mature in Christ. And sure. so we're wanting to, to build up the body of Christ in that way and present them ultimately to God as, as those who have been fruitful. Yeah. I mean, it's counterintuitive. It's kind of, um, we want to kind of think that, you know, we're, we're saved and everything from then on is going to be just roses. We're going to obey God. Yeah. Sin is not going to be a problem. Temptation, get it out of here. Everything's just going to be great. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea of building up one another kind of indicates it's a process. You know, God is yeah. we have an identity, but yeah. he's moving us forward with a process to make us holy. Yeah. Um, and not just holy individuals, but holy community, a holy community who can kind of reflect hmm. what he's done and what he's created back to him um, yeah. to actually bring him glory. Yeah. And I'm reminded too of a, of a passage, Ephesians 4, uh, fairly well known, but in verse 11, he talks about, you know, how Christ has given apostles and teachers and evangelists mm-hmm. and pastors and whatnot for building up the body of Christ. And then at the, but at the very end of that section in verse 16, it says that uh, we ought to be building up the body of Christ so that it builds itself up in love. So again, uh, part of the the building project is that the whole body is being equipped to be doing this very thing. Sure. Building, building one another up. Yeah. In Christ, yeah. not just the pastors. That's right. The, That's the, right. A discipleship leader of some kind, but right. the whole body building each other up. Right. The other thing that I thought of too is uh, from Second Peter three eighteen, where Peter, you know, he's at the end of his life and he's worried about the church's stability. And mm-hmm. I think we can look around our culture today and be like, "Yeah, there's so much going on out there right now that that would um, seek to destroy our foundations. You know, make us." unstable in Christ and ultimately sure. deconstruct us. We've heard a lot of these de- deconstructing mm-hmm. uh, stories and stuff like that. So against that, one thing that Peter says again towards the end of his life is that we should be growing in the grace and knowledge of our, our Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And again, this mm-hmm. is the apostle Peter yeah. at the end of his life. Yeah. Saying, still growing. Still, I've still got to grow uh, in the grace and knowledge of Christ. And I'm just thinking. So one of one of the reasons that we're wanting to 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 not just merely make disciples, but be building disciples, is because we don't want shipwrecks. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't sense. want houses built on sand. We don't want Judases. We don't want Demases. Right. We don't want Lord Lords. Yeah. That are that are fruitless trees. Right. We don't want a, a people ultimately deceived. We don't even want real Christians living and dying with regret that they didn't do it more obviously with Jesus. 
Yeah. We don't want a, a lack of assurance that we are Christ. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? We want stable disciples yeah. growing stronger by the day to the end. We want those who have counted the cost of discipleship and daily found and proven Jesus worthy of that cost. Right At the end of the day, we want a church that's equipped to execute the high calling that Jesus has given us to represent him to one another and to a lost and perishing world. So hmm. again, just that's why we're aiming at building disciples through biblical dialogue here with this, this particular podcast. And we just want to end with this then. The aim, what we're seeking to do, again, is to have biblical dialogue that's building disciples of Jesus. So, so why critically of Jesus? Because our identity is completely based on his provision. I mean, he is the one who's provided everything we need to pursue him towards godliness. Hmm. It's, it's all around him. And if we try to find our identity elsewhere, if we try to you know, shortcut the process that we've been dealing with, if we try to look to our own pleasure and passions, ultimately the dialogue is, is fruitless. Because all we're doing is we're, we're effectively worshiping ourselves. We're, we, we've become our idols. Um, whereas you know, he does. He wants us to, to, to center our attentions, our focus, our passions, our real love on him. Mm. First commandment, to love God and love yeah. others out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to me there's a sort of a spiritual illness and temptation very prevalent in not just in our age, but in every age to take glory for ourselves. Absolutely. Right. To build churches that are not on the singular personality of the risen Jesus, but on a pastor Mm -hmm. or a group of pastors or power families in the church or whatever it is and not on Christ. A strong ministry particulars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I love... The, the passage, John 3, with John the Baptist, mm-hmm. where his disciples are like, this Jesus guy is taking all of all of your followers. What are you, you, you going to do, do about this? Like, we're losing influence yep. in the world. And John the I Baptist is like, yes, right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a, a guy that's, I'm the friend of the bridegroom. Right. He's the bridegroom. And everywhere that we we see Jesus throughout the scriptures, he's the bridegroom. He, he's not one of the, you know, the guys, the, the the buddies of the bridegroom. He's not just a shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. He's not just like an, an underling king. Like he is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Yep. And so we just want him to have all the glory. It's critical that in our making of disciples, we're not making disciples, you know, uh, only of ourselves, but we're wanting to make disciples ultimately of Jesus. Of Jesus. Yep. Yeah. So any final thoughts, brother? No, it's been uh, great to do this. You know, yeah. it, it's it's been a long time in the, yeah. the works, and I'm looking forward to dialoguing more with you, with mm-hmm. other people in the body, and just really mm-hmm. seeing you know, what we have to, to, to communicate about. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to get started. And may our King Jesus have all the glory through it. Amen. Amen. Amen.